Praise the Lord, everybody. Minister Petaway is here for another segment of this powerful series about the Ten Commandments. If you would, I want you to prepare your heart and your mind as we receive this word. So, Father God, we thank you for all that you have done all that you're doing in our lives right now. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for turning the page in our lives. Thank you, Father God, for helping us to know that you are with us, that you continue to be with us. God, you will be with us even until the end of the world. And Father, I pray that we will not take it for granted that we are learning more about you, that we are that we are growing in you, and that we are continually being used by you. And God, I pray right now that whatever tries to stop us and hinder us from pressing in this world and the next will be brought to nothing in the name of Jesus Christ. God, I pray right now that you will continue to help us to stand strong in this world. You said in this world we shall have trouble, but you said be of good cheer because you have overcome the world. And God, we believe that you're doing something great and mighty in our lives and we do not take it for granted have your way in our lives speak your word Lord help us to realize that without you we are nothing and that we need your hand day in and day out God we thank you for your word now in Jesus name amen and amen praise the Lord everybody not going to be before you too long. I'm going to get straight to the point. Please turn your Bibles to Exodus chapter 20, verse 8. Chapter Exodus chapter 20, verse 8. I pray that this particular series called the Ten Commandments has been really helpful. This is, I want to share something with you. This is actually the fourth commandment that we're doing now. I mistakenly called the last segment the fourth commandment, but I'm switching it. It was actually the fifth commandment that I did first. This is the fourth commandment. I just want to put that plug in there. But the beauty of it is they're still a part of the Ten Commandments. (laughs) I apologize for that. But let's read the word. Remember the Sabbath to keep it holy six days you shall labor and do all of your work but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God on it you shall not do any work you or your son or your daughter your male servant or your female servant or your livestock or the sojourner who is within your gates For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea and all that is in them, and rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. Verse 11. 
Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. I want to jump over to one more scripture before we go any further. Genesis 2 and 8. I'm sorry, Genesis 2 and 3. Genesis 2 and 3. And it simply says, And God blessed the Sabbath day and sanctified it, because that in it he had rested from all his work which God created and made. We're going to talk about the Sabbath day. And if you have a neighbor, you can say this to them, or you can just declare it wherever you are and just say, rest is here. Rest is here. Rest is something that seems to be fleeting in a fast-paced world today. It seems like rest is very difficult to find. Very difficult to find. It seems like there's um, an increasing number of insomniacs um, in the world because of what we see in the world. This is a statistics, a statistical study, sorry, um, by the National Institutes of Health that says um, 10 to 30 percent of the population, some even as high as 50 to 60 percent, have insomnia. Have insomnia. It is believed that between 30 percent to 48 percent of older adults suffer from insomnia. This study was just done in May 13, 2022. Insomnia um, is very prevalent today. And just to kind of um, put this in perspective, um, another study by the Recovery Village um, was done on May 26, 2022, where it says nearly 70 million Americans have a sleep disorder. Insomnia is the most insomnia is the most common sleep disorder with 30% of adults experiencing short-term uh, uh, rest or um, insomnia. It's, it's believed that the world, it seems like the world can't sleep. The world cannot sleep. One more study by the clevelandclinic.org um, did a health study where it says insomnia symptoms occur in approximately 33% to 50% of the adult population, while chronic insomnia disorder that is associated with distress or impairment is estimated at 10 to 15%. The study was done in October 15, 2020. So as we see, that these numbers are really high and... Um, Generally, it's important that adults receive at least seven hours of sleep each night. What is the issue? You have to look within yourself and say, what, what, what's stopping me from getting this rest? Even as I record this message, I'm recording it in an ungodly hour. <laughs> And that's just because, you know, I have I have a newborn right now. And so 
we're we're making sure she's good but um usually i work overnight where i'm working against the grain i'm working against my nocturnal clock and it's it's basically unhealthy but there is a demand there is a demand to work to provide for the family I'm here to say something prophetic. This is just not a commandment, but I feel like God is stepping me into the prophetic with this. And the reality is rest is here. God wants us to know that the root of insomnia is phobia. The root of phobia is fear. Or the other translation to phobia is fear. We have to sometimes internally get to the root of what we are afraid of. Could it be that you're afraid of the money running low? Could it be that you're afraid of the bills overtaking you? Could it be that you're afraid of that doctor bill not being paid for your mom or your dad that's now in the nursing home? What are you afraid of? Could it be that you are afraid of fear itself? There's something stopping you from receiving that seven hour, um, those seven hours of sleep. I'm just touching on, I promise you, this is just a soft introduction to more, but I'm just talking about your physical body right now. A sleep deprived person doesn't have mental rest, the endorphins that are supposed to in, uh, create a balance within your brain has trouble firing off because it hasn't been able to rest and receive the rest that we need. Um, when we think about this and we look into it even the more, we can say that there's a part of me that doesn't want to sleep. And that's just the reality. There's a part of me that has <clears throat> trouble turning this over to God. What is it? What are you having trouble turning over to the Lord? And sometimes I deal with this internally because I'm a prayer warrior and I can feel what others are going through sometimes. And I'm not talking about just that. I'm talking about physically right now. What is, what, has, what is trying to stop you? What type of worry has attached itself to you to stop your sleep cycle, to stop you from getting that rest? And I'm going to be real. Sometimes you literally have to sit and unpack it. I remember sitting in my, my place before I got married one time. I had so much going on. I remember sitting in my, in my, my, my apartment and just imagine, imagining myself on a beach and to get to, to bring myself to a, to a state of relaxation, I had to say, I see bright a bright sun. And then to stabilize my internal self, I said, I am stable. I kept making declarations mentally in my, within my mind. I said, I am stable. I am stable like a rock. I kept saying, I'm stable like a rock. I'm stable. 
Nothing can move me now. I'm not on any shifting sand. I'm stable like a rock. And I kept doing it for at least about 20 to 35 minutes. I said to myself, I'm on a beach. I'm near calm waters. I'm near calm, cleansing waters. I kept telling myself that. And the more I affirmed what I really wasn't around, because <laughs> I was on my couch, it helped my body to rest. It helped my, this is a part of speaking those things that be not as though they are. When I was walk, when I used to walk to school, quick story, I used to, and on a cold day of how it is right now, I used to say, I'm warm. I'm warm. I would tell myself the opposite of what I'm feeling. And I believe, my body believed I was warm. It carried me all the way to the bus stop. <laughs> I had to walk at least a mile to the bus stop. And I remember walking with my older brother, Anthony. He he would say, man, it's cold out here. We, we, would, we would be walking to to, Merga, um, to the bus stop to, to go to Merville at the time, my, the first high school I went to as a teenager. And I, we would put Vaseline on our faces and just kind of, and it was, a, it was a tactic to tell ourselves that it's not all that bad. You have to sometimes tell yourself it's not all that bad. I have an acoustic guitar and when I feel anxiety trying to grab hold of me, I play my acoustic guitar. My, my brother-in-law, he reminded me that it's very relaxing. It's a very relaxing tool. You know, when you look at different things across the world and you see how the world is turning, there's, it's like you have to go find rest the same way you're trying to find gold. It's hard to find. <laughs> when you lay down, you have to say to yourself, anxiety, you gotta go. And one of my tactics, of course, is prayer. And I'll pray myself into a transient state. And I, I, I remember last Wednesday, I was praying so hard. I don't know when I went to sleep. I can't remember when I gone to sleep because I was praying so hard and with things to pray for. I'm here to tell someone that thing that's keeping you up, God is saying rest is here. He has prophetically decreed and spoke rest over your life. There's something that God wants to do in your life today. And he said, if you're going to go to that next level, you have to stop, pause right here and rest. What does it mean to rest? It means to be totally relaxed and totally rely on God. There is a place now. I'm stepping into something else. There is a place of rest that God has ordained for those who um, have the Holy Spirit and who have given their lives to him. The Bible says there is no rest for the wicked. There is no rest for the wicked. And what the word of God is saying is you're trying to find peace, but there is no peace because you, you have not connected to the peacemaker Isaiah 57 and 21 says, no rest for the wicked. There is no rest for the wicked. It's important to understand that when you come to God, you have given yourself over 
to his rest. That's why he said, take my yoke upon you and rest. Learn of me. He said, you, he said, there is rest for the weary. There is rest for the weak hearted. God has said, rest is a part of your benefit package, just like a job. When you came to me, he said, yes, I know about the bills. He said, I, that's, he said, that's why I'm Jireh, your provider. He said, I can, I can call something from my riches and glory to bless you right now. He said, well, you've done all that you can do as far as where you are in life. And you have done everything and you have reached your extreme. Here comes my hand to provide again. He said, what I did for Egypt, I can do for you. That's, you know, and I think that's what kept the Israelites going for 40, for 40 years because they had received a bad report at that 20 year mark or earlier than that. And it took another generation to see what the last generation did not say did not see it took for the next generation to see the promise and them to bring it to pass even the more don't wait until your next generation brings your promise you can bring it to pass now but you gotta rest you gotta rest on what god said they could not the first generation of israelites could not rest on what god said and they said the the enemies that that are before us they seem like grasshoppers but then later on when the next when the Joshua generation came up they saw something different and they were able to go into the promise Joshua was able to lead them into the promised land it's time to know, for you to know that the reason why it's hard to find rest for some is because you're not in your purpose and God has been calling you and you've been fighting this thing and God said all you have to do is turn to me and I will give you the rest that you need there is a place of rest where your spirit and your soul has as it has access to but your flesh doesn't there is a rest that comes from God there is a rest in Hebrews 4 and 9 it speaks about it there remaineth therefore a rest to the people of God for he is he that is entered into his rest he also have ceased from his own works as God did from his let us labor therefore to enter into that rest lest any man fall after the same example of unbelief then it speaks, starts speaking about the word of God and how it's quick and powerful. God is saying, while you're resting, my work, my word, the work of my word will do while you're resting. It's no, it's no happenstance or coincidence that the, the writer in verse 12 of, of Hebrews chapter 4 speaks about for how the word of God is. It's quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing son of soul and spirit and joints and marrow. These places that the word wants to minister to are the same places where rest is needed. Rest is needed in your soul. Rest is needed in your spirit. Rest is needed in your joints and your marrow. Your calcium and your joints are made of marrow and your, and your calcium levels um, are, are made of the joints and marrow within your bones. It all works together. God is saying, I can minister to the calcium in your bones. 
He said, I can bring that rest that you need. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. God is saying it's a part of your benefit package. Some of us have to turn and rest. He's saying it's hard, but it must be done. After creation, God rested in the seventh day. After he had after he had called and created and, and everything, he you know, he rested. Rest is important. After work, we must desire to rest. I receive my best portion of rest after a full day's work, whether I'm doing the laundry or uh, helping my kids out, helping my wife, my wife out, helping my friends and family out, or just basically at my nine to five or whatever. <clears throat> and after doing all of that stuff, and also working for the Lord. After I do all of this stuff, I receive my best rest after knowing that I got something done. Somebody say hallelujah. As a driver, as a driver, we are, I also do little driving jobs sometimes. As a driver, we are legally required to rest after the 16th hour in Maryland. We are not supposed to work or drive after 16 hours of work. If God rested, you know we need rest. However, there are a few types of rest. Like I was saying, there is the rest of the mind. Some of us mentally have to find rest in knowing that that person that we love is gone. We're tossing and turning because we're still grieving, which is healthy. But we have not come to the, to the resolve that they are gone. So now we're at, we find our, our mental struggle on, on, a, on a psychological level where we need someone to help us to, uh, to become unstuck. So I would suggest going to a psychologist or a grieving or a grieving program that will help you to be unstuck. Sometimes life happens so hard that mentally we can't rest. There is also the rest of the body where we, where I was talking about the insomnia and the different clinical studies and everything like that. And some of us suffer from sleep apnea and all that type of stuff. We have a sleeping machine and it seems like it's not working. God is saying, I'm going to help you. I believe you have to continue to believe God. I even believe in reading the word and meditating in the word. And as I meditate on the word because the Holy Spirit will have me rock in a, in a certain in a certain place in the spirit and as I'm rocking I can feel my spirit just becoming restful and I can feel my mind becoming restful there's something about uh, physical rest there is the rest of the soul and the spirit this type of rest can only be found when we're worshiping the Lord and we're doing what he said to do let me tell you some of us have been fighting for a long time to do what God has said. God is saying, do what I say, and then you will rest. God is saying, take up the mantle, and then you will rest. God is saying, do what I say, and be that solitary in the family, then you will rest. God is saying, just follow my word, and then you will rest. If I told you that you're called out from among them, be called out from among them. If I told you to do what, what, do it my way, do it my way. You've tried it your way. Now it's time to come back to him. One of my friends, he got, he, 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 um, rededicated his life back along. I've known him for 20, about 20, 20, 20 years. It'll be 20 years next year. Um, uh, 
And he said to me that he he came back to the Lord the same day as my daughter. My daughter was born. My daughter was born uh, last week. I believe it was last last week. Whenever November the third is, time is flying. But she was she on the same day she was born. He rededicated his life, and so he was congratulating me about my daughter. But while at the same time I was congratulating him about him coming back to God. But the key thing that he said to me was, he said, Jamal, I've been fighting. He said he was fighting and he became restless. And God is saying, the fight is over. Come unto me and get your rest. Hey, Jesus, I felt that. I felt that. I felt that. That's why we go to church on the Sabbath day. We go to church on the Sabbath day to help those that need to find rest. It's hard to find rest in a world that don't want you to rest. Sin will not allow you to rest. A sin-sick world will not allow you to rest. The only way that you can find rest is you need your big brother Jesus. Where he died on the cross and he said it is finished. And he rested for three days. I called it a rest because he got up again. And he, he laid there for three days. And when he got up, he got up with your rest with the rest of you. <laughs> Someone preached Bishop Carolyn Showa a long time ago said, go and get the rest of you. Some of us need to get the rest of us. And the only way we can get the rest of us is if we come to Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If God rested, you know we need to rest. However, there are a few types rest like I said the rest of the mind the body the soul and the spirit been running all over the place trying to find rest I've been there I've been guilty of it but you know what I have to do I have to rebuke myself and say Jamal go home and rest the enemy right now he wants to sift me as wheat and I keep telling the enemy I see your strategy you want me to, to back up. You want me to say this is too much. You want me to be overwhelmed. But you know what God did? God said to me, Jamal, I'm going to fight this battle. And guess what? He is not going to make you feel like you're defeated when he's already defeated. He's, God said to me, he said, the enemy wants you to take on the spirit of defeatism. He said, I'm going to fight against that for you because he is defeated and I've given you the victory. He said, you be still and know that I am God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hey, God. He said, let the attacks come. They will fail. Let the enemy come. He will stumble. He said he'll come one way, but they'll flee seven ways. He said many of the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them out of them all. Deliverance is the place where God will take you from a place of unrest to a place of rest. You don't believe me? Look into the word where the demoniac was cutting himself in a cave and crying out. But when Jesus came on the scene, all of those demons, 666 million plus demons had to get up out of him and go into to the swine and the Bible says he sat in his right mind he rested he found, God helped him to find rest hallelujah some are demonically possessed right now and don't even know it <laughs> 
You might be demonically possessed right now while you're listening to this broadcast. And I pray in the name of Jesus that God will touch you so mightily that you will be delivered right now. I command every demonic power under the sound of my voice, under the sound of my voice in the name of Jesus Christ to be bound and casted back to the pit of hell. Loose my brother, loose my sister in the name of Jesus Christ. I plead the blood of Jesus against you right now we will find rest together thank you jesus thank you jesus thank you jesus step into the benefits of your rest thank you jesus know that god got it that's what it means when he said be still and know that i'm god he's saying be still and know that i got it i got it i'll throw hailstones at your enemy right this time I'll cause the sun to be still for you right now. He said, I'll cause things to kind of be on a pause so that you can get it together. He said, I'm the God of time. I I am the one that raised you up in this hour to be a blessing to your family. I am the one, hallelujah, Jesus, who's still putting clothes on your back and food on the table. He said, I am the one that continues to give you the rest that you need. But there's another level of it. There's a place where I want to take you, where I can reveal my hidden treasures in my word, where I can restore your revelation gifts, where I can replenish your revelation gifts, restore your mental faculties so that you can know what I'm saying in these last days so you can know how to move in these last days. Some of you are going to be blessings to politicians and leaders across the world to make sure that they know that Jesus is still real, that God is still real, but you got to know that this time is a time of rest and relaxation in God's spirit and when you come back, you're coming back with more of a recharge like never before. Somebody say glory. It's a commandment. God told Moses to tell the camp of Israel. Hey, God. Mm, thank you. He said, take, take this day, this seventh day. Seven is the number of completion. This complete day. And know that I completed it. And he said, I go crochet. Mm. He said, it is holy. Hey, God. Oh, my God. He said, on this day, this is the day that you walk as you are perfect in me. This is the day that you practice my word. He said, this is the day that you practice living holy. Mm. This is why Sunday is so important. This is why the seventh day is so important. Because God is saying, on this particular day, this is the day that you get it together. He said, you start this day off right, the seventh day, the day of rest. And then you make it a lifestyle. I don't care if you believe that the seventh day is Saturday, you take Saturday. I don't care if you believe the seventh day is Tuesday, you take Tuesday. Whatever day you believe is the seventh day, you take that day and you dedicate it to God. You praise him. You worship him. You turn your plate down for him. You do what he says and you turn to him and you believe him. 
believe what he said. I'm almost done. The seventh day has been ordered by God. It's been sanctified by God to have humanity rest all in all four dimensions at once. He said, what four dimensions? The mind is a dimension. The body, the soul, which is the seat of your emotions and your decisions, is your decision-making, and your spirit, which gives you life, then your body, the four dimensions. Four is the number of testing, and it's also the number of evangelism. God used Jesus Jesus said, after you have received the gift of the Holy Holy Spirit, you should have power to go throughout Judea, Samaria, and Jerusalem, and throughout all of the four corners of the earth. You gotta rest. He said, you're resting in me for recharge and your purpose. It's one of it's so important that has been commanded by God. It is one of the Ten Commandments. It has been said by theologians that rest is the secret weapon against the enemy, the devil. The devil doesn't rest. He does not rest. He, the Bible says he's looking and he's seeking like a roaring lion how he can devour us. But while we're resting, God has us hidden. Psalm 91 speaks about where he has us hidden. In the secret place, hey God, of the most high God. While you're resting in what God told you, he's hiding you from the, from the, the enemy who appears to be a roaring lion. The Bible says he's nothing but a terror. Hallelujah, Jesus. And when you come back up, this is what makes the enemy upset. When you come back out of the place of rest, you come back out with more than what you prayed for. You come back out with the blessing that you didn't even have to work for. You're so busy trying to pay a car off when God wants to send someone to give you a car. You're so busy trying to pay your house off when God said, I'm about to bless you with another one and you're going to have this house to be and be a, a, a set apart for, for equity to be or a refinance for something else. You're looking for God to bless you under the pastor that you're serving under where your blessing is out there in the streets where you are supposed to be ministering. Elisha got the double portion because he was already ministering with Elijah, not under, just in the church house, but also in the street. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. I told you it was going to be long. If we work in our purpose, I'm done. Listen, if we work in our purposes and callings, rest is very sweet for your being because you have somewhat because you have somewhat followed what God has said. You have 
done what God created you for. In other words, your rest hit different. If we listen, if we work in our purpose and callings, rest is very sweet for your being because you have done what God said to do. You have worshipped him in another way. Worship just means doing what God said as well. It's more than just raising your hand. We always sing it. I was made to worship. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I hear you, I hear you Holy Spirit. Healing is here. Your endocrine system will rest. Your blood system will rest. Your physical body will rest. Your respiratory system will rest. I come against RVD or whatever they're calling this new virus. And I come against COVID-19 and all types of forms and variations in the name of Jesus Christ. And I command that thing to wither now. And let there be rest in your body. There is rest for the weary. Rest is here. Rest. I know I didn't cover everything, but perhaps you're taking care of your spouse. And while you're taking care of her, Jesus, you haven't rested. And God is saying, I'm going to help you with that. Your rest is here. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Rest is going to find you this time. Thank you, Jesus. Notice I didn't just say sleep. I said rest. Because you can be asleep and your mind still go. I've been there. When When you're sleeping and your mind is still turning... No, 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 no. You're going to, rest is going to find you in this hour. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you, Lord God, for my brothers and my sisters. I pray in the name of Jesus Christ that I said something to help them to be catapulted into the place of rest that you have already ordained for them according to Hebrews chapter 4 and 9. Oh God, I pray that you will bless them to know you in the power of your might, in the place of your rest. Oh God, I pray that at this hour right now that you will rest, that you will rest upon them, your glory, your presence, your Yeshua presence. Give them the place, give them the power, hallelujah, Jesus, to find you in the midst of turmoil where trouble is on every side. There's so much trouble that it wants, that trouble is, it seems like trouble wants our head to pop, but no weapon that is formed against us shall prosper and every tongue that shall rise up against us in judgment thou shalt condemn for this is the heritage of the servants of the Lord and the righteousness is of me says the Lord God I thank you for this place of rest that we call rest that you're blessing us with even right now I declare and decree it to be so in the heavens and in the earth in the name of Jesus Christ right now hallelujah Jesus the things that we are worried about we cast it to you by faith 
the things that's trying to stress us out, we cast it to you by faith in the name of Jesus. And I come against every form of witchcraft right now in the name of Jesus. I just want you to know, you spirit of witchcraft, that I see you and I bind you in the name of Jesus. I come against the spirit of bondage right now in the name of Jesus Christ. And I bind you and I command you to go back to the pit of hell under the power of the Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. I come against you in the name of Jesus, Holy Ghost and fire. In the name of Jesus, burn every tentacle and link up, oh God, that they try to put on us right now. God, increase our momentum to go beyond where we were stuck and go higher in our mental. In the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah, Jesus. Clean us up, God. Do a clean sweep through our household on every level, whether we're in our house, in our car, wherever we are listening to this broadcast in the world. In the name of Jesus Christ, perhaps someone is listening to this where the word of God is not allowed, oh God. They can't find rest because they can't say your name. Help. Help them, Lord. Hey, God. We come against trafficking all over the world, sex trafficking in all forms. In the name of Jesus, break it up, God. It is written for God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. of mind attacks right now and mind-binding demons. Shut up, shut up, shut up, devils. Shut up, shut up, shut up. We break your confidence right now in the name of Jesus. Go back to the pit of hell. Be bound in the name of Jesus Christ. No weapon that is formed against us shall prosper. And every time that you rise up against us in judgment, thou shalt condemn. For this is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. And the righteousness is of me, says the Lord. What shall we say to all these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? Let God be true in every man a liar. Let God arise in every man and every enemy, every person, being, thing that comes against the cause of God be scattered. The name Jesus Christ. Who is this uncircumcised issue that it will come up against the men and women of God? Anybody got their slingshot ready to slay some Goliaths in the spirit? Just go ahead and turn your arm around like you got a slingshot in your hand and throw that thing on the counter three. We're going to defeat this Goliath now in the name of Jesus. One, two, three, throw it. Jesus. 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 Thank you, Jesus. See your Goliath fall at his feet in the name of Jesus. See your Goliath fall at your feet and by faith, if you, if you can see this thing in the spirit realm, use your spiritual sword and cut the head off. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. The enemy you saw today, you will see no more. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. 
Hallelujah, Jesus. We command it at the root to wither. In the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Some of us got more than one Goliath. Do it again if you got to. One, two, three. Jesus. Cut that head off. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. It is so. Hallelujah, Jesus. I know I was all over the place today, but I feel like thanking him. I feel like praising him because we just say some Goliaths, some Goliaths of insomnia and unrest, whatever that thing has, had you, has, is, 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 has to get off of you now. Loose them and let them go now. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. I see demonic powers crying out and saying they don't want to let you go, but they have to let you go. In the name of Jesus. 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 I'm trying to end, but I feel the anointing on me. Jesus. 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 Hey. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Whatever was bullying you, bullies no more. In the name of Jesus. Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I was talking to my wife about it today. When some children had came up against Elijah. Elisha. And they called him bald head, bald head in the word of God. And the Bible says that he cursed them. And a bear came and ate all of those children up. And you might say, wow, that was really mean of God or that prophet. But that's how it was back then. It was a, it, there, was, there was very little grace. And you say, well, how could, well, we, we serve a loving God. But yes, but you have to understand how God operates. God doesn't care as much about the body as he does about the soul. He was ready to destroy Israel for disobedience. We are the ones that's more concerned about the body than the soul. God said, don't be afraid of the one that's able to destroy the body only. He said, be afraid of the one that's able to destroy the body and the soul. Okay, you got somebody, right? And, it's, and it seems like maybe you're in an abusive relationship or whatever the case may have been. And you're like, Jamal, I can't, I can't leave this relationship. Well, you declare right here in the name of Jesus Christ that you're not going to take it anymore. Something has to be done. Something has to be done. And I'm so serious. If you're in a, an abusive relationship of any type of source, email me. And we're going to figure out a plan to get out of that. In the name of Jesus. My email is jabez2576 at gmail.com. In the name of Jesus. Write it down. jabez2576 at gmail.com. And I'm going to, and I'm going to be wise about it. You know, and, and we're, we're going to give you, get you the help that you need. Thank you, Jesus. Rest is here. Rest is here. If you don't know the Lord, you, if you never gave your life to the Lord, and you, and you know that God has, 
has been speaking to you and you're listening to this podcast, pray this prayer with me. Say, Lord, I'm sorry. Forgive me for everything that I've done in this world. I pray that you will forgive me for every sin that I've committed. In the name of Jesus, knowingly and unknowingly, a sin of commission, meaning I did it and I knew it was wrong, an omission, and I did it, I didn't know it was wrong. I'm sorry. Come into my heart. Live within me. Cleanse me and fill me with your Holy Spirit. Help me to walk right. I believe that you died on the cross for me. I believe that you were buried on the third day for me. I believe that you rose again. I believe that you rose again on the third day for me, rather. Come into my heart. Help me to live right. I'm sorry, Lord. And it is so. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. If you were, ver- if you were godly sorrowful and you really meant that, God is saying you're now his. There's rejoicing in heaven over one sinner that repents and over 99 that already know him. And if if you're in a backslidden state, you can say, Lord, forgive me. I'm sorry. I need you. Come back into my life. I try to do this thing without you. Help me, God, to do it with you again. I need you to partner with me. I thank you, God, for that. My pastor, a while back in, in Bible class, he spoke about partnering, what God will partner with and what he won't partner with. He, want, he will partner with your salvation if you, when you really mean it. He will partner. He said, I am married to the backslide. That means he won't give up on you. He's not so quick to give up on you like others have. Rest is here. Oh, thank you. Your rest is here. It's here in Jesus' name, amen and amen. I love you. I pray that I said something of value that's going to help you to realize that you are a mighty man and woman of God. This battle is the Lord's, and he's going to see you through it. Rest is here. Listen, if this podcast has been a blessing to you, I want you to tell someone about it. Let them know about Padaway Evangelistic Ministries today. Let them know that this is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. I'm going to tell you like this. When you step into the joy of the Lord, there's no other place you want to be. I don't care who tries to sell you the club, the women, the cars, this life. There's no place I'd rather be. Low money, high money, whatever money. There's no place I'd rather be. Look, Paul said, I know what it's to be with much or with little. I know what it is to be in high, with high estate people, type people, and low estate type people. He was basically saying, whatever. He said, I know what it is to be bound. And I know what it is to be free. He was saying, whatever state I am, I am content because God is with me. I have my joy. He said, rejoice, my brother. Rejoice in the Lord, my sister. Thank you, God. Pastor, uh, I think his name is Bertrand. He preached at my church a couple weeks ago, and he said, rejoicing, and it's true, means to spin out of it. Spin out of that trouble. Spin out of that mood that the enemy tries to have you in, that sunken place. God bless you. I pray that I said something today that's going to help you to rest. There is a rest for the people of God. It's time to enter into it. God bless you. Speak to you soon. Please join us next time.
for the next installment of the Ten Commandments. God bless. Speak to you soon. Hey, everybody, I pray that someone was pricked in their heart about making a serious decision to come to Christ. He says in his word, in the day that you hear my voice, harden not your heart. I pray that this word has found you today. And if you desire to come to him, the altar is open right now. The altar of your heart. Just say this prayer with me today. According to Acts 2 and 38, it says, Repent, turn, be godly sorrowful for what you have done that God did not approve of. Then it says, Be baptized in the name of Jesus for the remission of your sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. But the first step is to turn away from the thing that God does not approve of, to believe. If you believe that he died on the cross for you, that he was buried for you, that he rose up again on the third day for you, he said, you shall be saved today. So let's pray this prayer right now. Father, I ask that you forgive me of every sin that I've committed. I'm sorry, Lord. Sorry for what made you upset about me. Come into my heart. I need a change. Say, Lord, I believe that you died on the cross for me. I believe that you were buried for me. And I believe that you rose up on the third day just for me. Forgive me. I need you. Come into my heart right now. In Jesus' name, cleanse me by your blood and by your power. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. And if you meant it, congratulations. There's rejoicing over one sinner, rejoicing over one person that did not know who God is, than over 99 that's already his. The heavens are rejoicing because you made the wise decision to come to him. But that's the first step of the journey of salvation. The next is finding a Bible-believing church that God has led you to and requesting to be baptized in the name of Jesus. We, we spoke a lot about his name today, and I pray that it blessed you. It's so powerful that you can be baptized in his name. And after that, you continue to seek him. In, in, in receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost, according to Acts chapter 2, where it speaks about the indwelling of the Holy Spirit and under the utterance of cloven tongues, the evidence that you're full of him and not, not, not anything else but him. I pray that God will be with you on this road and on this journey. And remember, just because you gave your life to the Lord, doesn't mean you're not going to have trouble. You're going to have trouble, but it just means that now you have help. You can talk to God anytime. You can write a journal to him. 
You can ask him to help you in this journey. You can ask God to help you with your purpose. Amen. He's there. God bless you. I pray that heaven will smile upon you. Until we meet again, I love you. God bless you. Speak to you soon.